Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 114. I'm excited to share that today's guest, Alina Pitts, began her career on the big screen at the age of nine. But what you'll love the most is her wisdom. She says that humility is a quiet confidence of stepping into who God has called you to be. And that is exactly what we're discussing. Alina talks about her talents and passion, and then what it looks like when they align and are used for God's glory. Her story is sure to inspire. And you'll be encouraged to help the kids in your life grow into who God has called them to be. I'd recommend you listen to this episode within earshot of your children. Alina is just such a great role model. Before leaving today, be sure to head on over to Bible2School.com to find our show notes from this episode so you can watch the trailer to War Room, which is the movie Alina starred in at the age of nine, listen to the song she sang with Jeremy Camp's daughter, Ari and see a preview of the magazine Alina loves writing for called For Girls Like You. I'm going to challenge you, friends, to send this podcast episode to someone you've never shared with before. I bet you can think of just one person. And you know, this is the simplest and best way to get the word out there about our podcast, which in turn helps us spread the good news of our public school ministry, Bible to School. Ready to hear how you can encourage the kids in your life to be all that God has called them to be? Join my conversation with Alina now. Well, Alina Pitts, welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Absolutely. It is so good to have you here today. We've invited you on our podcast because you're a living, breathing example of a young lady who uses her gifts to glorify the Lord. And so our audience will be listening intently today as they apply what you have to say to the kids in their own lives. Before we dig in, we'd just love to say to our friends, um, your website homepage is alinapitts.com. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you go on the homepage, it tells us you love Jesus, travel, music, and food. So <laughs> ask, what is your favorite food joint and what are you likely to order there? Oh, that's hard. I'm just a sucker for a home cooked meal. That's what I enjoy. I love like Thai food. I found lately I've been on a Thai kick. Nashville isn't the most diverse of palates and like restaurants, but as it grows, there's lots of like a lot of like new kind of Asian fusion type places. And so there's this, I don't even know what it's called. I just go to it in Nashville and that's horrible. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just go. I'm just like, I know where it is. (laughs) So that's where I've been getting pad thai. But honestly, like if I'm just going to have a home cooked meal, which is my ideal, it's just like a steak, a filet or something. And like, a bunch of veggies and then like a piece of bread. <laughs> it's awesome. just like your basic hearty American meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, would you just introduce yourself a little bit more? Tell us where you come from and who all's in your family. Yeah. So I'm Alina Pitts. I go by Lena most times. I have three sisters that are younger than I. And so there's four girls in my family. And then I have a dad and a stepmom. My mom was incredible and passed away five years ago. And so 
my dad got remarried three years ago. It's become a part of my story. Um, and so my family definitely looks different than, you know, your average family, but I love them a lot. And then we have a dog. We have a great little miniature poodle situation and he's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's a situation. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not just a normal dog. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. It sounds like everyone's loved in your family. Well, we're talking about talents today. So I would love for you to just share what activities bring you the most joy. In other words, like not necessarily specifically, but what do you have a passion for that you just love doing? Okay. That's something I've been learning actually in these recent years is the difference between talent and passion and the fact that a lot of times God allows them to align. And I think maybe at some point in our lives, they will align. But I think a lot of the beginning of life is just like stumbling around trying to figure out, okay, I'm good at this, but like, what am I passionate about? And so I find that I'm good at um, a plethora of like creative things. And so acting and writing and singing, like I love all those things. I think what I'm most passionate about though, is probably women and girls, just like the female race, honestly, and just like helping them understand who they are in Christ, which is, is only a result of like God continually like refining me and teaching me who I am in him. And so I just, I think I want everyone to know that. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's awesome. So are you an extrovert by nature? Absolutely not. I am the deepest, like farest introverted as introvert gets, but wow. I've, I've had to be on camera for most of my life. And so I think you kind of learn how to talk and be with people. And I don't mind being with people. I just don't get energy from people. So anytime I have a big day of, of things or people, I just take a nap because <laughs> I'm, I'm not energized by them and they'll probably like disappear for a few days and they'll be like Alina's recovering from the past week of social outings. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good to hear. That gives people permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> well, you do have your hand in several different arenas just from online. I know acting, writing, and singing. You mentioned it here a little bit. Would you mind just mentioning briefly a few of the projects you have been involved with? Yeah. So I kind of got my start, I guess, in War Room, which was almost 10 years ago. Now it was a huge Christian movie, a Christian film that wasn't supposed to be huge that God just, I mean, completely blew out of the ballpark, hit number one in box office for weeks and like went international and just did really incredible things. It's a movie about prayer. And that was the first time I got to be a part of something and watch God kind of like do crazy things with it. And I, and we're just all sitting there like, what are you like? What? <laughs> we just didn't expect that at all. Christian films don't usually do that well. And so that was the first project I was a part of. And from there, I've gotten to act a little bit in other projects. And then writing, I kind of picked up with my mom. My mom was a well-known author and speaker. And so she did a lot of writing to little girls. And one day she just mentioned to me, like, we should write a book. And I was like, maybe 12 at the time. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> that looks so fun. Like, I don't know. I love writing and I have a knack for it. And I love reading too. Like really just any reading language arts. I love it. But I was not interested at 12 years old and like sitting down and writing a book. And she was like, let's just pray about it. And I was like, okay. And maybe, maybe five months later, we got an email from Zondervan, which is a pretty big Christian publishing company, asking if I would co-write a book with my mom, just kind of on my life and the story of of being in a movie and just that the little girls could look and see another little girl that loves Jesus um, yeah. thriving and, and using her talents. And so it's called Lean in the Spotlight. And that was a book that I got to a series actually that I got to write. And then for a while I traveled and sang. And so those are a few of the projects I've done really all glory to God. I think it's, I don't know, those things are really cool, but like, ultimately I just want to know, I just want his name to be shared and I'm honored that he would use me to do those things. 
It's a beautiful spirit. Well, I have to mention, first of all, plug in for War Room to our listeners. If you haven't seen it, has it really been 10 years? <laughs> first of all, yes, it makes I'm like, wait, what's happening? Am I yeah. growing up? Like I'm getting I'm an adult. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can vouch for it. I can see you. Our listeners can't. You're definitely not little Danielle, who was the main character yeah. in the movie um, anymore. But it was an amazing movie about faith, about prayer, like you said. So, Alina, you would have been 12, I guess, when you were working on that. And so I'm just kind of curious, prior to this time in the spotlight, when this all started, what was an average day like for you? Can you even remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I, I longed for it for a long time after having kind of had my life shifted 180 completely. But I was like, as tomboy as they get, I had mainly boy cousins. So me and my sisters are like, not your typical family of four girls. We've always been a little rougher around the edges. We weren't like sitting braiding each other's hair. We were usually like wrestling or like tackling my dad or playing something outside. And so I was playing soccer, did gymnastics. I really just loved sports and loved loved to compete. And so that's a lot of what my life looked like was playing sports and kind of what you would imagine a typical eight-year-old doing, <laughs> like living my best life. I thought first grade, second grade, third grade were like the best years of my life. I was so happy, <laughs> like yeah. just kind of your typical um, elementary kid. And yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So before that time of being in the spotlight, um, it sounds like you were probably pretty similar in your personality traits, but would you say that you would answer the questions I asked you about when you are in the spotlight, um, how you describe yourself, what brings you joy, your passions, same before and after, or was it different? Um, I think, I think watching God kind of open doors for me and, and getting to kind of work in a, in a realm that isn't necessarily your typical nine to five. I think before that, I didn't necessarily have a understanding or even a, a perspective of like that there was something I could do other than be a doctor or a teacher or a, which all of those things are amazing. But right. I think I never really felt super passionate about them because it wasn't really my calling. And so getting to, I think at that young of an age, getting to step into pieces of my calling, I think it's always evolving in our lives, but getting yeah. to step into pieces of it was really eye-opening for me as an eight-year-old being like, oh, wait, there are other things I can do. And and that's really cool. So I think I would answer the question similarly in, in that the things I was good at are still the things that I'm good at now. Yeah. But knowing my passions or even being like having a remote, a remote understanding of of what God was calling to calling me to, I think wouldn't have happened until after. Sure. Yeah. I love that because, you know, the Bible tells us probably in every book in the New Testament that all of us have a set of gifts and at least one, we all have at least one gift. Um, yeah. And it also tells us in God's word, we're made by him and for him. So it's like, it ties together everything you're saying, like, um, yeah, we're given these gifts and we get to use them for his glory. But then the reality of it is, you know, okay, what are my gifts and how do I develop them and all the things that go with it. So I love how you said it's ever evolving because you're so right. It is. Yeah. And then that ties into my next question for you, which is, did you realize your talent on your own or were you kind of dependent on people pointing them out to you along the way and then encouraging you to develop them? Um, it's, I think I can hear my mom in my head right now being like everything that I, that I now am confident in that God has kind of gifted me with. I can hear her words of encouragement to me since I was like three. I like, I can remember 
all of the phrases she would say and all of the things that she would remind me of that like God had gifted me in. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't think that I would, I had even the slightest understanding of, of God's love for me, his intentionality when he created me, like without the love of other believers around me, specifically my parents. Oh yeah. Wow. And that hits home. I'm a mom and lots of the moms or mentors or friends, how important our words are of encouragement, even real young starting real young, yeah. just feeding into them. Like it's okay to say, you're amazing at catching that ball when they're not necessarily super, <laughs> they like, you know, it's not cheesy. It's necessary to build them up and give them the support they need to be confident. Right. Yeah. And even just watching my parents, just their vulnerability and like the things that they were good at and the things that they weren't good at. I think growing up, I learned more and more just like my parents are just tall kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're awesome, but they're figuring it out just like everyone else. And so, and that really hurt to learn at like 18 and be like, wait, what? You don't know what you're doing. But getting to just watch them be honest about like their failings and also their like where they excelled. And and I think them being confident in who God made them to be was like a beautiful mirror of like who I could be. So I think that's also required is for them to speak into into their children, which was me at the time, and then also getting to watch them walk in who God had made them to be too. Cause I think kids are smart or like way smarter than, than adults think. <laughs> so we're watching, we're always watching. Well, they, and they know, like they just know yeah. real fake. And so I think that's neat that you said that about your parents, like then also plugging in there. Okay. So sometimes we need to apologize. Like that can be hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not perfect. I do mess up and I'm sorry that I, I wasn't transparent with you. Cause I bet we won't forget that, right? You don't forget that when somebody apologizes or admits Mm -mm. and then we do the same. Yeah, it's burned into my brain. Lots of memories of my parents apologizing. And because of that, me and my sisters are very quick to apologize to one another. We're very quick to mess up. But like apologies are just like natural. It's like, how could I keep moving in life without apologizing and making things right? That's so good because it brings healing. Yeah, that's so good. So does using your talents, okay, this is kind of a silly question, but I'm just going to ask, do they give you a sense of purpose, of meaning? Um, I think my honest answer is yes. I think what I'm wanting to grow in and learn is just that like, without all of those things, like I am God's child. And, and I think my entire life, I've been an overachiever and kind of, I always just refer to myself as a dog. Like if you give me a treat and tell me I did a good job, like I'm on top of the world. Like that's what I, I live for that. <laughs> um, and so I've just been, and, and that wasn't necessarily awesome when, you know, you're thrown in front of stages and cameras and all the things at a very young age. I just learned really quickly to just like kind of seek that and need that. And what God has been working on lately is for, for a few I guess a few years now, I've had little to no projects and have just been kind of living a quiet, average life. Yeah. And God has really been messing with those those pieces of me that long for identity and purpose within the things that I'm good at. And just reminding me that like, nope, my identity and purpose is just in my creator. That's it. You know what I mean? And so that's been really cool to learn. That's definitely a work in progress. Still learning. Yeah, we are all a work in progress, girlfriend. <laughs> but I love how God has you on that path, even at such a young age, which just ties into the next thought, which is, is it hard to stay humble? And and I don't mean that in an accusatory way. I mean, we all struggle with this. We all want to be in the spotlight, no matter what platform we're on. We want recognition. It feels good to hear well done or to get accolades. Did you have to learn to receive a compliment well? Um, I think actually the reverse. <laughs> I had to learn how to receive a compliment and and believe it or actually care because I think, yeah, I didn't ever 
I don't know, people would say things and I'd be like, okay, whatever. Or I think from a young age, people would call me humble. And I had no idea what that meant. I just thought it meant to like, keep your head low and keep moving. But I actually think that God like calls us to, there's a, there's a proudness about who God has made us to be that mm. isn't loud or showy, but more of just a confidence, like a quiet confidence. And I had to learn to step into that because I don't think that, that that is humility. I mean, I think that that's humility. I think that just a quiet confidence in who God has made you to be. I think humility is selfless. And so maybe those kinds of aspects I've definitely had to learn, like just the aspects of like the day to day when I'm not on a plane or traveling or going somewhere. And when I'm with my family, like what does humility look like then? Yeah. It's very easy for me to stay humble when we're out and about and cameras, are, like I don't really desire that. But when I'm at home and I'm with other average people that are just like me, <laughs> Yeah. Having to remind myself like, oh, humility matters here too. And actually probably more. Like I think God really values our life in our house and how we treat those closest to us. Oh yeah. And they're the ones that we would step on the first because we are comfortable with them, right? And yep. <laughs> here to forget, love others more than you love yourself. Yeah. Speaking in our household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would you just share maybe a few ways how you feel your creative gifts helped you or continue to help you on your journey with in your faith with Jesus? Hmm, that's that's good. I don't know that this is a creative aspect of me, but I do love learning. Yeah. I love studying things. I love I will just write a research paper on something that I'm curious about just because, and no one will have to read it. It's just for me. I just want to research this topic. And so really it's been really helpful with the Bible. Like I, right now I'm studying heaven, which I don't Mm. know if you know this, but there's like little to no actual descriptive scripture on like heaven. Heaven is really a mystery. And as I'm studying it and like trying to piece together the little bit of context and scripture that I have on heaven, like I think that's really helpful just for like my walk with God is I desire to learn about him in in the sense of writing. And like, even I just got to do a project, like a devotional that was just like basically explaining the Bible to, to girls a few years younger than me. Like, that's really fun for me. I enjoy studying the Bible. And so I don't know that that's a creative gift, but I think it's a gift that God has given me just a desire to learn. Like I like learning and the ways that I like to learn, I think have aided in, in kind of how I've learned about him. Oh yeah. Well, and it makes perfect sense. Just like the gifts that you're using when you work, you're shining your light for Jesus that way, but learning, what what are you going to do? You're going to share with people what you're learning. So that's also your light for Jesus because it's talking about (laughs) him and you better believe like heaven is where we're going to spend forever. So we should (laughs) know about it, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) that's really cool. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. There's a heaven? There's really a heaven? Can you just hear the hope behind this question? All of us are longing for something beyond this earth. After all, we were made in God's image. We were made to have a relationship with Him, and that relationship has been marred on this earth. When our children struggle with the realities of life on earth, it is so comforting to acknowledge that this life can be a struggle, but there's something better waiting for us, heaven. Yes, there really is a heaven, and we're so happy to tell you that. So I did want to touch real quick on the song that you had sung just because it was so beautiful and I found it and I was like, I really want people to hear this song. Um, (laughs) You and Ari Camp wrote and the two of you recorded together a song. I think it was during COVID, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So Ari Camp wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Ari Camp wrote it. um, Jeremy Camp's daughter 
wrote it and she's just incredible, very creative, very gifted. And she just asked that I would I would join the mission and kind of join the song. But all props to her for writing it. Um, but I I do stand behind the mission of it, which was kind of in, in a really dark season of of kind of the world, honestly, just this dark. I would say COVID was a really dark season and and very exposing of of kind of the ugliness of our hearts and also the fear and just like all things <laughs> like that. I think there were really great things that came out of that. But I remember there just being a magnifying glass on the really hard things of life, which I think created a yearning specifically in our generation of just like, can't we just have peace? Like, can we have love? Like, and kind of asking God, like, what did, the, what are, what even are those things? And like, give me a, a desire for that or teach me how to create it here on earth, like kind of just this yearning. And so she wrote it and I was like, absolutely. I feel the exact same way. I'll totally get behind that mission. Awesome. Awesome. So did you hear any feedback from your fans when you did that? Or was it at least the encouragement you girls had hoped it would be? I'm not really sure all of the insights on it and things, because it was, it's really her song, but I, I did a lot of people reshared it. And I think, I think the message got across. I think that that if anything, it just was, I think music is just supposed to be kind of an echo of, of other people's hearts. Like, mm. I think it's a collaborative echo. And so I think the echo was heard and I, mm. I think it resounded in the hearts of of many. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, you may be using your talents and loving it, but you're doing some seriously hard work. Like you have to talk about that a little bit. Like what helps <laughs> those not so great days when you're just feeling kind of discouraged or drained, like what's your go-to help? A nap. <laughs> yes. Um, I think God has given me the gift of rest and knowing when to. I got to watch my mom do that. And so I really think I just am imitating her. But really, I think people forget the power of a good nap. We see it in the Bible, like naps are good. Rest is good. And and so really that's what that's what picks me up as a nap. And sometimes it turns into like a longer nap. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes it's it's just like, I'm just going to step aside and go do something freeing, whether it be go outside, go for a run, go dance. Like, yeah. I think that there are lots of outlets and and things that I think God has given me a good ear for, for listening to my heart and just what I'm feeling in it. And really nothing is going to come of me like being frustrated and sitting and trying to work. So I just kind of get up and I resume later. <laughs> Good. That's great advice for all of us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you make sure that you continue to use your talents? Like going forward, like you said, you might be in kind of a season of stillness or waiting, but you know, there's always something next. God's working. Yeah. You're really silent. How do you make sure you continue on this journey to use your talents for God's glory? Yeah. So for a while, like in this past season, things are getting quite busy again, but in this past season of waiting and stillness, I think God just really emphasized like the importance of one-on-one -on -one discipleship and like walking with people, whether it be like, I'm still going places. So I'm still on planes or I still go to coffee shops and I still go to games. Like, and there are thousands of people that we like meet every year. Like we're, we're meeting people, seeing people. And, and for me, like, I just, I prayed that God would like open my eyes to just the mundane things that I probably had missed and longed for, for a lot of years. And so for me, it was that it was like, who can I meet today? Whose name can I remember? Who can I pray for? Who can I ask? Just a question that shows that like I care and really that like my creator cares. I think we're just mirrors of him. And now as I'm as I'm stepping back into to a little bit more busyness, I think it just looks like me praying with like hands open, like, God, what do you want me to step into? I think there's lots of opportunities and sometimes there's no opportunities. And so for the first time, actually, in a really long time, I just ask God to be like the God of my occupation. I think I forget that like he cares about our work and the things that we do. And 
And so I just asked him kind of be the God of all of the things that I get to do as far as work. And like, sure enough, he just stepped in as he does. He was like, oh, thank you. I was waiting for you to invite me. <laughs> Thanks. Well, yeah. It's that beautiful surrender. Like I think he yeah. just, I know I constantly need to remember, oh, that's a daily thing. Like mm-hmm. help. Yeah. I love your intentionality in that. Even the conversation, the one person, whatever. I know he honors that hundred percent. So that's really cool. Do you have, we always ask our guests, do you have a favorite scripture verse or a life verse, so to speak? I don't. I was thinking on that and I was like, it really like season by season for a while, I I struggled with real fear. And Mm. so Psalm four was my go-to. And then in this season, I've really just been, it's been a lot of wrestling and a lot of studying. And so believe it or not, I've been sitting with Genesis 1-1 for about a month. Yes. It feels like a month. It's probably been two weeks, but I've just been sitting with it like, okay, God, you created the heavens and the earth. Are you talking about the sky? Are you talking about the heavens? Like, and so I think in this season, I'm I'm just studying, kind of going back to the basics, which I think when we walk with Christ for a long time, I think we forget about those like solid foundational truths. Yeah. And don't realize how much of our perspectives are actually like either off or like because they're off or skewed, how crippled we're walking, like how much fear could we walk? For me, it's been a lot of fear around like eternity. Like, God, I am scared of heaven. I'm scared of dying. I don't even know if it exists. Like if I'm being really real, I've been wrestling with just even the existence of something greater than just what's here. And yeah. and I've been sitting in Genesis 1-1, like back to the basics. Today, God, do I believe that you created the heavens and, and the earth? I think that there's just something really powerful about that. And so in this season of life, no favorite verse, but that's what I'm sitting with. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Genesis. <laughs> we go back to the basics all the time. Actually, in Bible, yeah. where we start in the beginning. That's awesome. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, one, one. <laughs> because you can't get anywhere if you don't start at the beginning. And I know that's yeah. logical, but it's so true and also deeply spiritual. And yeah, I think that's cool. And I love your honesty there because I think we all have to be honest with ourselves and realize we don't know what we don't know. And there's a lot to learn um, and yeah. God that he gave us his word and it is living and active because just as you sit there on Genesis 1-1, like he'll keep bringing you things that you're like mm-hmm. in that one verse, God, but that's yeah. how he loves you. Like he wants to reveal himself to you. So he will. So it's so cool. Yeah. So you're in the spotlight, Alina. Everyone get, wants to get to see you're in the spotlight, Alina. So everyone gets to see how you shine your light, right? For Jesus. They just see it whether you know they see it or not. (laughs) But my question is for the tech crew, uh, the janitors and the editors who sit behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and they're doing a lot of the important stuff to make the spotlight work. Yeah. Do you think Jesus can shine through them in ways that are just as important? This question makes me want to cry. I think I was just talking to someone the other day just about, I think I was born with a heart for, for those who aren't necessarily up on stages or being seen. And I think God has had to like, I guess, mold that because I think for a while it was just like anger towards like the injustice towards those who aren't in the spotlight or seen. But always like my first friends, especially on sets or the camera guys or the the tech people or the mic guys, like they keep everything going and like are not seen and also are like some of the nicest, coolest stories you'll ever meet. And so not only does God let his light shine through them, but I think a lot of times like the nitty gritty, like in the trenches work is like where it's all happening, honestly. And I think, yeah, I'm thankful I get to 
do what I do. And I, sometimes I'm like, this is just a pretty job. And, and yes, there are things that I get to do that are, that are amazing. And, and God's light is shining through me. But I think the janitors and the, and the housekeepers and the, everyone behind the scenes, like, oh my gosh, it, it makes me so excited just to think of the power of God that resides in them. And I wish that everyone saw that. Yeah. Amen. Well, our listeners are moms and dads, aunts, uncles, teachers, friends, neighbors, the gamut. What would you personally be able to say to encourage the child who has not identified their unique set of talents yet? They might not be listening, but their parents are. And those parents need just as much encouragement. Like, ha, ah, help. What if they just don't yeah. know who gifts are? Uh, I think my first thought is it's going to be okay. I think my dad right now is going through the same thing with one of my siblings who's awesome and has lots of talents, but is not honed in or focused at all. And I think sometimes he's like freaking out. And in my head, I'm like, she's going to fix, she's, she's going to be okay. She's going to figure it out. And so I, I think my first thing would be that it's going to be okay. And I think the second thing is that what I needed in that time was not for someone to be like freaking out and stressing out about, about what was I good at and carrying all this stress that I probably already felt. Yeah. But what I needed was someone that was just going to cheer me on and create opportunities for me to try new things and cheer me on while I tried them. And if I didn't like them, allow me to try something else. And kind of, I yeah, I appreciate that my parents had a very wide perspective on the things that we could do. There wasn't a, this is what Alina's going to do. And this is what, and I'm sure my mom was like fighting that urge of like, I just created this human and this is who I want this human to be. Yeah. But really just like handing me to God and allowing me to be whoever he desired for me to be. And I think that's, now looking back, that was the most freeing thing for me as a child was getting to try all these things. And just because I was in this one movie doesn't mean that that has to be my life. And my parents kind of encouraging that and allowing me to even think through that was really helpful. So I'm sorry, this just flashed in my mind that I wanted to ask you this before I forget. Okay, so we're reading through your book series, Lena in the Spotlight, my daughter and I, she's turning 11. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're enjoying. Oh, that's awesome. We're only in the first one. But did you is that all true, the stuff you write about? Or is some of it like made up for fun of the story? Because I really want to know if you had something in your teeth in an audition you sent out to somebody. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I think it makes it more human though. But yeah, a lot of it is, it's loosely based off of my life. So there are real aspects of it. And a lot of the things are real, but stories like that probably aren't all the way real. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, that was kind of... Um... I thank God I didn't have something in my teeth. <laughs> Thank so you, Lauren. In there to our listeners, Lena in the Spotlight <laughs> is a three book series. It's probably preteen age, would you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, anywhere from six to twelve. If your six year old is like an avid reader, and if your twelve year old is a little behind, like, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, are you still writing? That was one of my class questions as we wrap up here. Are you like, what are what are you doing to keep busy right now? Yeah. What am I doing to keep busy? It feels. I haven't been this busy in a long time. And so honestly, it's pretty overwhelming, but in the best of ways, it's just like a, picking up a new rhythm of life again, but I'm doing a little bit of writing. I just collaborated writing a devotional and that will be out, I think in 2024, I can't really share much about it. And so, sure. and then with my mom's ministry, so my mom started a ministry called for girls like you. I don't even know how many years ago I was maybe in kindergarten. So somebody do the math. I suck at math. Um, Years ago, my mom started a ministry called For Girls Like You. It was just for us, really, just for her daughters. Like she had really intelligent, like good readers. Like we were all pretty good at reading and just really like enjoyed writing and reading. And And she was just like the stuff that's like out for these girls is just like not awesome. And I don't really want 
my girls to be like digesting all of these things that are supposed to be their reading level, but are just kind of like horrible. And so she really, she just started a magazine that was just kind of like for us, she was just like, I want the girls to have something to like remind them of who they are in Christ. That's Christ-based, but also fun. And really from this was birthed this huge ministry that is still standing and honestly really took off when she, when she passed. That's just for age, girls ages six to 12. And it's a kind of a, a magazine community of girls. They're kind of, what's really cool is it started out as a magazine and now it's kind of launching into something called the God's, God's Girl Story Club. And that's what I've been busy with too, is kind of adding my voice to this um, and kind of leading the charge of just helping tween girls discover their unique stories within God's narrative. And this is just based off of my, one of my mom's books, which is called I Am Yours. It's called God's Girl Story Club, and we're launching it in late fall. But basically, I'll just get to do lots of writing and mentoring with young girls, which I'm really excited about just to like instill the word of God in girls that like, oh, if there was a time ever that girls needed to know who they were in Christ, like it's now. And I'm just so honored and thrilled that I get that God would would allow me to do this and also that I get to like, it's so exciting. It's what I'm passionate about is just like helping girls understand who they are in Christ. And so that's, that's something really exciting that I think parents would love to know about parents of girls specifically that I'm getting to getting to be a part of. Well, I just love your passion, Alina. Like it's clear that it brings you joy to be able to do what you love doing and that God is using you. And and that's what I want to drive home to our listeners is, you know, God created each of, each of us with specific skill sets and talents to be used for that very purpose for him, to bring others to him, to draw people to him. And so I guess I would just say, like, even to my own kids, like, if you're not feeling that, that you're, that you're being used for his purposes, you will be. And as long as you're abiding in him, he will abide in you and his light will shine right through. And it should bring you joy, just like Alina, you know, is feeling because God is just that good. And every good and perfect gift comes from him. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So uh, before we close, Alina, I would just love, would you please take a minute to just pray a blessing over the adults and kids that might be listening and just ask God to help them find their gifts and use them for him? Yeah, I would love to. Hey God, thank you for this amazing interview that I got to do. Just this amazing podcast and the mission of it. I'm just honored to get to play a teeny, teeny, tiny role. And God, I just, I had this, this thought the other day just that we're all kind of just stumbling around in the dark, just like trying to figure things out and that your grace just covers all of it. And so first of all, I want to thank you that your grace covers all of it. And and that not only are we stumbling around in the dark, but you're holding our hand and actually guiding us the entire way, lighting up our, our path. Like every step we take, there's like a little light. And so God, I pray for First of all, I want to pray for the kids that that don't even know they're really stumbling around in the dark or the ones that do know that they're stumbling around in the dark. I think it's probably more now than ever that everyone is aware of there's something in the dark. I just pray that you would that you would place just an understanding of of purpose of of who you've created them to be like and that it doesn't doesn't yes you get to use us in careers and occupations and all of the things but really like the call you've put on put on our lives is is to make your name known like to go and make disciples like that's that's the call and so God, for any child that's just like trying to figure it out, God, I pray that they would understand that like simply sharing the gospel is purpose and that with that little tiny seed, you'll do a plethora of like really large things. And so I thank you for that. And I pray for the parents, God, that are also something around in the dark trying to raise these kids. Like I just pray that they would sense your grace, that I would be a living testament to just like parents figuring it out and that it's going to be okay. Like, (laughs) 
they're going to make lots of mistakes and that their kids are going to be okay. And that really like, God, the most important thing they could do is, is to talk to you about their kids, is to just pray to you. And so, yeah, I pray that when they're worried or stressed or trying to figure out what's best, I pray that you would just one, cover them with your grace, but they tangibly feel your grace and two, bring them right back to you. They would be back on their knees praying to you, God, because ultimately you're the boss. <laughs> and so I thank you for both parents and kids and all those listening to this and beyond, God. I just pray that you would bless all of us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I love how Alina reminds us that our identity and purpose are not found in our gifts, but rather in our creator alone. Of course, as adults, we want to encourage the kids in our lives and call out their talents. How powerful to hear Alina say she can still hear her mom's words of encouragement to her from when she was only three years old. What about you? Did you have adults cheering you on when you were a kid? Do you find ways to provide opportunities for the kids in your life to try new things? We would love to hear from you. Share your insights on encouraging kids and their giftings and ask us questions by engaging with us on our socials at Bible2School. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lastly, if you're looking for a simple way to support the ministry of Bible to School, you can give a gift of any amount by going to the donate tab on our website. Your generosity can support a child, class, or even an entire school. Well, friends, I'll meet you here next week to hear another amazing member highlight centered around how God answers prayer. Until then, remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.